Welcome to Had a Magical Day, the podcast about Disney parks that's like taking a vacation in the middle of your day. Hello. We'd like to welcome you all to Had a Magical Day, and I am your magical host, Andrea, along with my equally magical pal, Scott. And guess what, gang? We have a super special extra magic trick that we're going to pull out of the hat, and that is in the form of Katie K. So let's Hi. all see. Hi. Hi, Katie. Hi, Andrea. Hello. And Scott, I think we have a, a pretty hot topic today uh, for all the kids at home. Yes. Andrea likes to stir things up, so we are doing... <laughs> Even though this is a Disney podcast, we're doing Disney versus Universal. This is like King Kong versus Godzilla. Mm -hmm. Who will win? I don't know. Well, we know who should win because this is a Disney podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's a no-brainer, but we'll get to that. We will try to be fair, though, to Universal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We like Judge Judy. Fair but strong. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So... um, so, Katie, tell us a little bit about your uh, park experience. Do you, what do you like to do when you're in Orlando? Oh, great question. So um, I will say to start off, I went to Disney as a child um, once, and then I didn't return to Florida until I was a full grown adult. Um, and so I went to Universal and I've been to Disney um, a bunch as a, an adult. So my experiences are kind of yeah, framed in that perspective of experiencing it as an adult. Um, but that being said, I like the nostalgia of both of these places. Like the true reason I go is to feel like a child again, but also maybe have some adult beverages while I do that. <laughs> now you, do you like thrill rides? Cause like Andrew and I are not big roller coaster people, but obviously Universal has a ton of roller coasters. Do you like the thrill rides or? Um, mm, sometimes, but not necessarily. I think Scott, I was telling you earlier that I have cried at both of these parks and, (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, one of the reasons I cried at age 26 was because I was so scared of the tower of terror. Um, (laughs) and I have just only regret about ever going on that ride. So no, I don't really like the thrill there. I don't know. It's kind of like, I like the dueling dragons, which I think is gone now from universal, but I don't like any like virtual reality rides or other. My adult cousin who I went to universal with um, really wanted us to go on the incredible Hulk Mm -hmm. that ride at universal. And I, just adamantly refused and I still feel like I ruined her whole day at the park because I wouldn't go on that ride with her. Let's talk about Tower of Terror for a moment. I know um, I too was a little bit scarred by Tower of Terror and I'd I'd gone on it once and I was like this is the scariest thing I've ever been on in my life and I don't know if you are traumatized by it in the same way I am. 100%. Constant of like is this over? Oh no it's not over. Oh my Mm -hmm. god. Is it okay? It's over now. No, no, it's not. I mean, it's, it was really, it was very scary for me. I went on it again, like three years later and I was, I was better because I knew that I would just be freaked out, but I, I'm with mm-hmm. you. That is like a surprisingly intense ride. 
Scott, thoughts? Have you been on that or? Yes. Well, and it's actually one of the few throw rides that I ended up enjoying at Disney World. So I went with a, <laughs> a friend and so we went on it, talked me into it. And I was like, that's not so bad. And so I did it again oh, later yeah. by myself yeah, yeah. and uh, and then one more time with my family. And I, I actually liked it, which is weird. Cause like the thing that I don't like about roller coasters are those big hills. I don't like that feeling of falling, but yeah. with the, for some reason on the Tower of Terror, I didn't mind the falling. It was actually the go back, going back up. <laughs> That got me more than the, the falling, but uh, overall I enjoyed the, the ride. So, I think conversely for me, it's the anxiety of not knowing, like Andrea said, that the ride is over or not, or what's going to happen next, at least with a mm-hmm. roller coaster. Sometimes, you know, you're going up and then you're going to come down. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of me swearing on, um, on the tower of terror and having to apologize to families because I was so <laughs> scared. And every time it happened again, I just like could not handle that. Uh. Can, can we talk about universal's counterpart to that? And I, I have some very controversial feelings on this ride that might upset people. It's upset people in the past. And, <laughs> but I have to like speak my truth here. Can we talk about Dr. Doom at universal? Have you folks been sure. on that? I have no, not. I did not. Is it like an elevator ride? Yeah. And it's like, I remember going and people, you got to go on Dr. Doom. And that's, I believe it's Dr. Doom. It's similar to Tower of Terror, except it's outside and you go up to the top. And do I have the ride right? I should double check this. You go up to the top and then it falls and it's very scary because you're like, oh my God, this is going to be terrifying. And Mm -hmm. you're like, oh my God, this is not terrifying. It's terrifying. And I hate this. you, they make a big fuss like the woman that was riding next to us you have to we had to wait a while because i kept breaking down we finally got on and we get in they lock you in with the harness overhead and the woman next to us was a little bit too endowed in a certain area and they couldn't lock it down over her no. <laughs> the ride, and i felt bad for her but then after the ride i was like she's the clear winner in this because <laughs> things and everyone should avoid it so Okay, so all right, I, I well, so on that ride, do they have like the like lore like they do with Tower of Terror? Because that's like part of the whole experience is that you're going through this, like you know, it was so boring. Hotel. Uh, I'm gonna just double check the name of the ride because I and, and people were shocked, they were like, Wait, you didn't like that? And I was like, No, I hated that. Um, yeah, Doctor Doom, Fearfall, very boring. Avoid is hmm. so I have to give a big you know, check mark to Disney on that free fall ride, just right there. Yeah. Yeah. Disney yeah. certainly accomplishes the the terror part of terror of terror. Yeah. It is not yeah. false advertising. <laughs> well, they also they're very great at building the mood, like you're saying, that the whole build up to the ride. Whereas in the Doctor Doom ride, did they have like they don't have an inline experience? Did anything happen yeah. while you're waiting to get on the on the yeah. ride? I think like you're going through some kind of weird lab or something. I don't remember. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, it was Really, and I was, I thought I would be scared because I thought this is going to be a Tower of Terror type experience. And no, they should call it like either Dr. Dud or Tower <laughs> of, I think either one of those <laughs> for this ride. But that's me. Send your hate mails to uh, soto at gmail.com. And <laughs> he'll pass them along. So. Um, <laughs> so we should say some positive things about Universe. <laughs> so I, I'll jump in with the, so the first time, well, I went to the one in LA, which I'll talk about separately, but. First time in Orlando was a big family trip and 
my niece and nephew are huge Harry Potter fans. So we're going mm -hmm. and that world had just opened the, the, the newer part of it, Diagon Alley. Yeah. And so I purposely watched all the movies just to get up to speed because I wasn't going <laughs> to read all the books. So, and I was really impressed because for years going to Disney and then like being back home in New England, going to an amusement park, or whatever, it's like, why is everybody so far behind? Like Disney was 71, it's, you know, it's 1990s, 2000, why? And this was the only time or the first time and still the only time to me that anything came close to it. They did such a good yeah. job with Diagon Alley. You walk in there, you are in the movie. Mm -hmm. You really feel like you were in that, you're completely immersive experience. And you know, it, if you love that movie, you're gonna love that, that part of the Universal Park. Yeah, well, that brings us to the other time I cried, <laughs> which is when I was at, I went to Universal solely because I am a big Harry Potter fan and I wanted to go to those parks. Um, and I don't know, I'm, I'm guessing it's everyone's experience when you go to that part of Universal where you just are kind of looking around for where you're supposed to go. Well, this is my experience. We couldn't find Diagon Alley and this, you know, park employee characters type person what you just gotta look for the kids in the capes and follow them and i don't know they, they weren't there but someone came up to us and they were like i think you're, you want to look over there and they like directed us to the little pathway that goes into diagon alley and i was so overwhelmed by like being immersed in harry potter like you said scott that i just started crying like out of <laughs> joy so i will give universal a point for there because i cried out of happiness at uh at Harry Potter. Nice. I thought you were going to tell us that you cried because the wand picked you at the store. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I wish. Um, okay. Let's, let's talk about the wand store for a moment. I yep. am not a Harry Potter fan. I, I think I tried to watch the movie one time and I was like, I don't know what's going on. I can't connect with a boy wizard. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. And so, and I'm also very, very cheap individual and narrowly cheap. So my daughter's a Harry Potter fan. My husband's kind of into it. And they go into the wand store. And I, there's like a big wait. I'm like, I don't go to the wand store. What is this? I don't, it looks crowded. So I'm like, you, you people go in there. And I wait outside. And then I, like 20 minutes later, they come out with a $50 wand. And I'm like, what is this? What is this? Why did we spend $50 on this? They're like, no, you can do cool stuff with it. And I was not impressed with any of this. So I am. I too spent $50 on a Harry Potter wand that I have actually sitting in my living room. I could show you. We, we uh, have the Harry Potter wand. I, I'd like to yeah. sell the Harry Potter wand on Craigslist markets on like Facebook marketplace just to recoup some money from it. I not a fan. So negative. Tell, but tell me about your wand experience. Cause I, well, I was definitely upsold on the wand because you could get like just a replica of one of your character's wands if you wanted to, which in retrospect, I might've done that. But there are parts of the park where you basically use your wand to make it do magical things. And so I really wanted to have that experience. So I bought the more expensive wand so I could go around the park and like make images of cats appear. I don't even honestly remember what it did. I don't so, think it was much. I it, it wasn't much. And had I known about all of this, I would have taken like a chopstick at home and <laughs> it down and stuck some glitter on it or something. 
and then brought it to the park and had my daughter stand behind somebody with the $50 wand and just, said, just <laughs> do what they're doing. You'll have the same experience and we'll save 50 bucks. Yeah, that would be smart. Yeah, but you know, other people weren't down with that. And plus I didn't know about this wand thing until I got to the wand shop, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I, not a fan. I like the ride. I like the layout. I thought that was cool, but I guess um, I'm a little soured on the whole wand experience. <laughs> I will say that they, the thing they do at the store where they select one of the kids and they do the whole thing and have like the wand pick the kid. Like that was really cool. I thought, cause that's like, if we start to go like pros and cons of Disney world versus Universal Orlando, like that Katie was mentioning nostalgia. There's also, there is a sort of magic. I don't want to say that it's not actual magic, but Disney creates this feeling of magic totally. and they do it better than anybody else. And Universal doesn't really do that. But in that one instance, that is, like a little mm-hmm. magical moment that they've created there in Diagon Alley for those kids who get to go through that part of it. Yeah, I I will say it's not always kids though because <laughs> I, I went to the store and I was like, oh, they're not gonna pick me because they're obviously gonna pick a child. And then they picked the adult woman standing next to me. And I was like, uh, oh my God, I was so <laughs> close to getting chosen. Yeah, it's fine. I just assumed it was kids because when I was there, that's all I saw it was kids getting picked. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Well, and what and so okay, I've, I've made my thoughts clear on this, but what blew my mind is we had friends going to Universal afterwards, and I was like, why don't you just take this wand? You can just use this one. And they were like, no, we need to buy a wand there. And I, you know, and like Disney does a great job separating you from your wallet, and but this yeah. wand store is way up there with Disney in terms of like creating this hype around it which I, I don't fully get but okay you know, well it is kind of part of, it's sort of a integral scene of Harry Potter is when you get your your wand chooses you you don't choose the wand <laughs> um and so I think they're going to re, you know they're trying to recreate that but also brilliantly doing that in a way that costs you fifty dollars so <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I wanted to kind of do like some quick pros and cons or whatever versus, so I think it's like if we said roller coasters, I think roller coaster people would say universal mm-hmm. over Disney, probably. Um, similarly, what's the what's the, the drink they had at the Harry Potter? Oh, butter, uh, beer. butter beer. Yeah, butter beer or the gray stuff. What's the gray okay. stuff? Oh, you've never had the gray stuff? It is at... Uh, be our guest in Magic yeah. Kingdom. It's from oh. um, it's Beauty it, and the Beast. It's like the dessert, right? The gray stuff yeah. is yes. Yeah. It's it's kind of like a mousse, if I remember correctly. Or yeah, it's like a yeah, kind of yeah. I, I'd have to go butter beer all day, every day. Okay. I haven't had either, but they both sound gross to me. <laughs> yeah, the butter beer I, I, didn't, I didn't quite care for. I mean, I thought they did a good job with it, but I didn't like the, the taste of it that much, so I'd probably go with the gray stuff. But... I do love a Dole Whip, though, and I think that's particular to Disney, right? That That Disney. is. That mm-hmm. is. So, point for Dole Whip. Yeah. All right. Um, I have gone on the Hulk and the Rock and Roll roller coaster, um, both reluctantly. But I'm glad I did it. And I, I actually voluntarily went on the rock and roll roller coaster several times. It's a pretty good ride. I will say yeah. going up is the most terrifying part because you go up at, you know, pretty much straight 
And then after that first fall, it's not terrible. And you can pick rock music to rock out to. So that makes it fun. So I'd have to give roller coasters, you know, for not for wimpy people, I'd say point Disney for everybody else. I think you really do have to give it to uh, Universal just yes. if we're back in roller coasters. Yeah. How about um, fast passes now? The Universal system which I was just looking this up yesterday, just to be sure. You can actually buy, you have to buy your mm -hmm. fast, but for $89 or whatever, you can skip the lines or move ahead in the lines. Mm -hmm. Whereas at Disney, everybody who has a park ticket can sign up online for three fast passes at a time. Um, so which is better? Obviously, because Disney, everybody gets them, the fast pass lines aren't all that short compared to uh, Universal. So I, I'm going to give a point Disney for that because I feel like up until recently, I think, you know, changes are coming, but, uh, you know, the amusement park was kind of the great equalizer. Everybody stood in line together. You paid your ticket, same as everybody else. Whereas now Universal with the upsell on their ticket is kind of like, all right, well, you got a little more money. You can be a little more better here. Mm -hmm. And that kind of rubs me the wrong way. I feel like, there's so much tearing in society that maybe this could be one place where every, you get in, you do whatever you want, the same as everybody else. Yeah, I and know it's already expensive enough. So yeah. it's, exactly. yeah. I think, I mean, I didn't, I definitely didn't get the fast pass at Universal. Um, I mean, I think Disney's way of doing it is brilliant because if you're like type A, you can plan yeah. out your day really well using their fast pass signups and get everything that you want to do done. Yes, and their app too. Yeah. Yeah, I assume Universal probably has an app by this point, but I don't know. Yes, yes they do. So, um, and when last time I went, we had gone to, because they were opening the new Harry Potter ride, um, we had actually didn't pay attention enough and it was a few weeks before the ride was gonna open. And it turned out that was a great time to go because everybody was waiting for the new Harry Potter ride, so it was relatively empty. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so that might be a little pro tip, like wait for a big ride to open and then go a few weeks beforehand. Crowds might be lower. Mm. That's an excellent Or tip. not, I don't know, just, you know, anecdotal. Maybe um, we can put our research team on it to do some full-fledged analysis. <laughs> so we'll get back to you. Yeah. Well, one pro is probably for Universal is that it's probably cheaper hotel-wise. Mm -hmm if you're around to be close to the park and, uh, and and get into the park. Whereas Disney, they're a little more expensive. I stayed once actually on Universal property, but for a business conference, it was a nice hotel, but you know, you really see the difference kind of in the service and the, the, the total experience. Not that I had bad experience, they were, they were fine, but it was just exactly that. Like it didn't feel like you were all that in a special place, even though you could just walk down the lane a few blocks and be at the opening of Universal. Yeah. Yeah, Scott, I'd have to agree. We stayed at Cabana Bay, which is kind of the retro 50s type hotel. And it was cool. Like aesthetically, it was great. But, um, you know, you just you didn't quite have that same enthusiasm with the Universal employees that I think you had with the Disney folks. There's just like with everything that Disney does. They take such care they're so thoughtful about every single detail of the park, of 
the service, of the hotels, of every part of the experience. It's really like very impressive if you think about their business plan. It's, I mean, I don't know how to, another park would be able to compete with that. <laughs> now you had mentioned nostalgia earlier, Katie. Now, what is like the nostalgia factor for Universal? Is it just like being a kid at a, an amusement park and, and going on rides? Because, or is there something more? Do you have like a, yeah. a, a connection to it? I think, like you said, or maybe one of us said earlier, they did a really good job with the Harry Potter. Yeah, I thought I felt very nostalgic. Not really nostalgic because I read Harry Potter as an adult too, but I felt immersed in the experience at Universal when I was in the Harry Potter parts of the park. But then the rest just did nothing really for me. Like I felt like I was just at like a theme park or like a fair kind of. It just for the times that I was not in the Harry Potter part of Universal, I kept thinking, oh, I wish I went to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Now, did you guys do the uh, Gringotts ride? When I went, the line was too long. We didn't go go do that one. Yes, but I think that one is virtual reality, I believe. Okay. I which, think, am I wrong? Uh, which is the, is it the bank one? Yeah, the that's bank. the bank yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I've done it. No, no, it's, well, it's moving. Are you and, like a side or something? One of those rides yeah. made me very sick. I think it was that okay. one. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like your feet are kind of dangling and you're moving through things and you you go. The, the cool part of that, like I said, I really don't know anything about Harry Potter. But the cool part is you, you kind of walk through a bank and there's like animatronic creepy old men that are bankers or something. Creepy old men. Coming right. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I should do a, I should do like an analysis of like somebody who doesn't know about Harry Potter what was going on. And then, then you're kind of like flying through an area and I, I believe you're moving, I think you're, and you're kind of swooping and, and go, I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't quite know what was happening, but I had a good time on it. Yeah. On the, on the other Harry Potter ride, I had a similar thing to Katie, right? It was most, it's a, a mix of virtual reality and some live action, but it's mostly virtual reality. And I, Almost made me sick because you're, you're moving, that was definitely you're the moving one. through it. Yeah. Yeah. I forget which one that is then. I thought that was Gringotts. No. I, I could be wrong. I don't know. I, yeah, I, think, um, I think it's the other one. I don't know the, the name of it. But, uh. So like one of the things that I saw at Universal that was shocking, shocking, I say, <laughs> um, was that, you know, I saw a trash can overflowing and I thought like, no way at Disney would this ever be happening. Mm -hmm. And you know, it was crowded. We were at kind of like a fast food type place and folks were just kind of piling things in. But it was, it was, and that kind of really kind of crystallized the difference from the parks for me. Like not a huge deal, but it was full and it was starting to look a little bit and there wasn't somebody kind of right on it. Whereas at Disney, I don't think I've ever seen anything, you know, like that shocking there in terms of, mm -hmm. or I think if you did see that at Disney, it, that would be a huge problem for somebody at some point. Yeah. Like, why wasn't this orchestrated to make sure that the trash is, you know, being moved out? Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's part of the, the problem Universal had is that, you know, they're playing catch up. And so whereas when Disney did it, especially when they did Disney World, they had so much space and land and they, you know, like for the, the garbage, you never see anybody taking away garbage because it immediately goes underground and you, so you don't see it because they have that whole underground system. So well, awesome. the utility or whereas Universal didn't have that and now they're trying to catch up and you can't go build that after you've already 
right the path. Doesn't Disney also like recycle its water or something to like it, it reuses its water? I don't know. There's some <laughs> sort of never mind, put a pin in that, but I'm pretty sure they do something sustainable with their water at Disney. I think they do. I think they try at least. Yeah, <laughs> they try to be as sustainable as, as possible. I'm trying to remember because I was just I was just on the land when you do when you take the, the ride and they talk about all how they, they grow their own vegetables and they use them mm. in the restaurant and all that stuff. Um, I read something interesting. I don't know if this is relevant to this conversation, but speaking of water, so one of the reasons why they don't really have mosquitoes at Disney World is because all of the they don't have any still water. All the mm. water moves, even if you don't really detect it sometimes, but all oh. the water is moving, so they don't have still water. They're so smart. Yeah. One thing that was kind of like, you know, that it was kind of not uh, troubling is too strong, much too strong of a word, but it kind of takes you out of it at Universal is on the Hulk roller coaster. Okay. So you're on the Hulk roller coaster, you've got lockers and you've got to put all of your things in those lockers, everything. And you can't say like, well, I'm just going to sneak my um, car keys on this ride with me. And do you know why you can't just sneak your car keys on the ride with you? Why? Because there are guys there with like handheld metal detectors wanting you to get on the ride. And they're doing that because I think things will fall out and they don't want to yeah. deal with trying to find key. It's fine. But, you know, you're at an amusement park, you're there with your friends or your family, or you're just out for a great day and somebody's waving a metal detector over you. It kind mm -hmm. of ruins the vibe slightly, in my opinion. Um, so, I mean, I think it's kind of those little things. Like, can you imagine at Disney, somebody... You know, I know when you go in, they might check you, but it being in the park, you know, waiting to go on Thunder Mountain and somebody is wanding you, like it just yeah. is little things like that, that I, I think kind of bring you back to reality and out of this kind of, you know, manufactured place that Disney puts you in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Disney probably has metal detectors all around, but they're like hidden in it. like palm trees and yeah, animatronic exactly. <laughs> animals and stuff. No. Your, your magic band is probably a metal detector. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. But I just thought that was hysterical. Um, and then I think my husband did try to like sneak some keys in and he had to, they stopped him and he had to go put them in the locker and then get back in line. It was wild. Now, has anybody been, I haven't been, I've, anybody been to the water parks that they have each each place has their own water parks have so any of them i've been to disney water parks but not universal in fact i don't mm -hmm. think i knew that there were water parks at universal yeah I've they have a big one and it looks pretty it looks pretty awesome actually yeah i've been to it. it's volcano bay and katie and i've never gone to the the disney ones because we always go to disney like in january what are the parks are they fun are they up to the snuff what are those water parks like? And I'll, I'll tell you my Volcano Bay experience. The Disney water parks yeah. are phenomenal. Um, really? <laughs> I think so. I mean, I also love a water park, despite the like, you know, rate so, of infection. But like, uh, <laughs> I've been to both Blizzard Beach and um, Typhoon Lagoon. I think I like Blizzard Beach better. Um, I'm a big fan of Lazy Rivers. They both have one that is pretty good. And I think like one of the most notable things at Blizzard Beach was you can get um, a sand pail, like a pail that you bring to the beach normally um, full of soft serve ice cream, like oh. <laughs> a whole pail of soft serve ice cream. So I definitely experienced that there. That was a big plus. 
you have to share it. I did share it. Do the ride, you know, do they main, are they able to maintain kind of the, the Disney um, vibe within the water park or is it? Um, I think what they do well is that they like stay on theme throughout the whole, like every slide ride, so to speak at either of those places is like pertinent to the theme of being, you know, in a, at a mountain or in the jungle or whatever Typhoon Lagoon is supposed to be. So it's just, they're very good at keeping it consistent throughout and making you feel like you're, you're part of it. So I've been to Volcano Bay. I went uh, one time and I, I thought it was great. I thought they had, you know, really good variety of rides. It looked fabulous. Um, you know, they had kind of traditional things that you would see at water parks, like the whale's tail, you kind of go up and down on it. And that was fun. Uh, there was one ride that I didn't want to go on it, but my daughter did. It's, it's a, like a body plunge ride. And mm-hmm. I say the name incorrectly. It's um, Kokiri maybe, Kokiri. And what it does is it's one of those things that you go to the top and then you stand on a little trap door and then the trap door releases oh. and that you do not know. And you fall pretty much straight down and then you plunge into the pool. Now my daughter was maybe 12, 11, 12, and she loved it. She went on about four times and I was like, you knock yourself out, I'm gonna just sit here and wait. And as I was waiting for her, I would see adults coming off of this ride, visibly shaken, like <laughs> early, like 25 year old guys, muscles, big guys coming off. And one guy came down and he just sat in the pool for the minute and the lifeguard said to him, you're okay, up and get out of the pool. And I think, <laughs> and then another woman who's probably in her forties came down and as soon as she hit, she got out of the pool and I just heard her say, I died four times on that ride. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More people seemed upset, but my daughter was like, this is the best thing ever. And I'm going on it again. So um, I don't right. know what on it. I don't want to know what happens on it, but apparently it's an experience. <laughs> yeah. That sounds too intense for me, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. But it sounds like it's a, you know, that's what they're good at. It was kind of the thrill stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It sounds like that's a competitive option for people. Um, oh, I don't know if any of you have been to, you know, talking about the magic, uh, if you've been to Universal in LA. So I, I went there, I don't know, about 20 years ago, maybe a little bit less. But that has a little bit of magic to it, just because you're in Hollywood and that doing that mm-hmm. ride or the, the studio back lot ride, like that, there is a little something there that's, that's special. Yeah. And, and because you're in Hollywood, you know, and- But how does that compare to fabricated Hollywood of Disney, Hollywood Studios? <laughs> it, it's better. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When I when I first went to Disney Hollywood Studios after the, back then I think it was MGM Studios when it first opened, I was like- Oh, right. This is kind of a pale in, in, imitation of Universal Studios in, mm-hmm. in LA. So now it's a completely different park, I mean, at Disney World because it's all oh, yeah, yeah. it's all rides. It's not the back lot anymore. So, mm-hmm. so, do you folks have any like absolute favorite standout rides at Universal? I really enjoyed the Dueling Dragons, which used to be in the initial 
like original Harry Potter world. But then I think that's the one that changed into Hagrid's the motorcycle one. So I don't know. I don't know if the ride's the same and it just looks different, but what what was that? I don't, I don't think I, I think I missed that. What is, what happens on that ride? It was like two, you're like two different, I don't know how to describe a roller coaster, two different carts. So I guess go at the same time and they like loop around and you kind of like pass the other cart. Okay. And they were like dragons before, but now I think they're motorcycles. Okay. It's like, it's like a pretty traditional roller coaster, which is why I think I liked it. Okay. Not not very crazy. And Scott, do you have a favorite universal ride? I don't really. So we spent most of our time in uh, the Harry Potter stuff. Also the, the Simpsons. Like I like both of those experiences like the immersive part i didn't like the rides themselves because they're all virtual reality rides like the simpson ride mm-hmm. was basically a virtual reality roller coaster um so but i but I, I i liked the immersive experience of those parks and we we did the other stuff a little bit and i don't think i went on any rides there for the roller coaster i think my, my niece is a big roller coaster person so i think she went on one of them but yeah i didn't do enough I, w- I was only there one day so i didn't do enough to like have a favorite ride there i did like walking around Kind of the back lot and the the Simpsons set and then the the, the Hogwarts stuff especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to give my favorite ride to the Simpsons just because I thought it was pretty impressive with you know how the whole thing was orchestrated. I thought it was funny and kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, similar to like a Disney ride that you know my favorite ride of all time, the, the Avatar ride, Flights of Passage, mm-hmm. that you're kind of immersed in this world for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. I, you know, I'd be interested to see if like in 10 years or five years, if they do update it and you have like a Simpsons 2.0, where it's even a little bit smoother and kind of more thrilling, but I thought it was great. I thought very impressive. Um, I also really liked the Jurassic Park ride. Is that, yeah, I mean. I think I liked the Jurassic Park ride too. Yeah, I, I thought it was like, you know, once again, like kind of clever and humorous and I just felt though, like what you were just saying, Andrea, it could all those sections of Universal could use a lot of updating, I think. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, the other thing that's kind of a drag about Universal, I feel, is, you know, just entering Universal. You enter, you know, if you're staying in the hotels, you might be taking a little bus over there. We have to take a bus. Or if you're, driving and we one time we went we stayed off and we had a car and rented in and you, you kind of go into the parking lot and you feel like you're in this ginormous mall parking lot and it, it's just you know you know where you are and mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. parking lots are great but at least there's kind of silly and you've got the funny little trolley that'll take you around um so even like small mundane things like that I kind of feel Disney does better mm. Yeah, well, I think we're all in agreement that uh, Disney is the winner. Well, I will give one point, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but one thing I noticed when I was at Universal that I don't think exists at Disney is that they had happy hours at, for an adult, I would say there was more like adult beverage options at Universal, and they Mm -hmm. had happy hour, which I was shocked about because I just assumed I'm sure they were still like up priced a lot because it's an amusement park, but you could get yeah. some deals. 
Well, that's a good point. Yeah, Disney was very late to the alcohol game. So yeah. up until yeah. recently, you couldn't get alcohol in Magic Kingdom, and they finally bent that a little bit. You can only get it like an Epcot, and then then I think now you can get it in every park. Every park has some mm -hmm. beverage options, but they're not readily available like they are in uh, Universal, mm -hmm. except in Epcot. It's pretty easy to just go in and get a drink and walk around, but everything else is kind of, you have to sit down and order yep. a drink or whatever. So, so I guess if we're going to summarize, like if you find yourself in Orlando and you need something to do, go check out Universal. You'll have a good time, no doubt about that. But they still have a little bit more work to do to kind of get up to that Disney caliber of mm -hmm. just complete wildness, I think. Yeah, they've definitely made some steps in the right direction over the last 20 years mm -hmm. in terms of developing immersive experiences. But as you said, a lot of it needs to be updated and in, in, in just the entire experience and getting that magic of the service and everything else down. Right. So Universal, the three of us are available for uh, consulting work. <laughs> and, uh, reach out and uh, we'll, we'll drop a package for you and we can have our people talk with your people. And we'll go from that sounds there. great. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for being our guest, Katie. Oh, thank you. This was fun. I love talking about Disney. So, 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 Katie, when when we wrap it up, we have a special thing that we like to say, and we're okay. you'll, you'll join us in this. And we're and we're never in sync when we say it, so don't worry about yeah, it. So, yeah. So okay. just uh, so just join in, and I, I'm gonna put it in the chat, so not to um. Okay. Not to, so just to keep everybody in suspense. <laughs> so here we go. So we'd like to thank everyone for joining us. And uh, I guess our parting words are going to be see you real, real soon. soon. <laughs> Perfectly awful. All right. <laughs> <laughs>